What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Thursday, June 25th. Hope you all are having a good start to your Thursday. The light is at the end of the tunnel as far as the work week goes. And if you are inching toward that work week, hopefully this will kind of give you a little bit more of an oomph to get you prepared for that Friday. That is just right around the corner. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. I am your host, Danny Webster. And I do appreciate you stopping by for today's episode, which today we will be discussing the current situation as it as it pertains to the NHL's return to play hub city situation. And then we'll also start looking at a little bit of roster projections for the Golden Knights as they eventually, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, will get to uh, action in terms of the Stanley Cup playoffs at some point. Uh, but before we get to all that. Usual, housekeep- usual housekeeping items out of the way for I know I know again I mean I've only done one show in the last two months I still can't talk but uh, if this is the first time you are listening to this podcast number one clearly I can't talk two welcome to you as this is a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights here on the Lockdown Podcast Network or at least for now it's at least three shows a week uh, which you can find on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify or Stitcher or wherever else. You consume your podcasting. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. Or if you want to send an email, because emails, in, even in the year of our Lord 2020, are still good. LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com is the way you can do that. So basically, everything that I'm about to talk about as far as the Hub City situation was supposed to be discussed yesterday. But for some reason, GarageBand was acting up. The audio files weren't really working that well. So a lot of the information I'm about to, you know, breakdown and whatnot is a little bit dated, but you know, we work with what we got. Uh, the athletic reported on Tuesday that the hub city situation is now down to six, uh, with Columbus and Minnesota now moving out of the rankings. The final six as it pertains to the NHL's return to play are Los Angeles, Vancouver, Edmonton, Toronto, Chicago, and of course, Las Vegas. Now Las Vegas has been long linked as one of the front runners to resume play uh, for the NHL's uh, return to play policy. Now, as I highlighted on Monday, the situation involving Las Vegas and the spike in COVID-19 cases, which Las Vegas saw another spike of at least 400 uh, yesterday, coupled with the fact that now Governor Steve Sisolak has now enacted a a full-time mask-in-public uh, policy where hopefully to flatten the curve at least for a bit, everyone who goes out in public will now be required to wear a mask. Whether or not that deters the NHL to go away from Las Vegas, that remains to be seen. Now, the Athletic did also report uh, in the last couple of days that even though there have been a spike of COVID cases in Las Vegas, the NHL And the people behind this thinking believe that Las Vegas can provide the tightest air bubble as far as containing COVID-19 from spreading across its players, no matter if it's the Western Conference or the Eastern Conference that is going to be there. Now, we've been hearing for the last couple of days that Vancouver is also going to be considered one of the front runners until finalized. Um, Toronto is apparently making a strong bid as well with all the amenities that Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment can provide. Which, I mean, Vegas is also another reason why 
uh, they're even in the running in the first place because of all the amenities they can provide in the hotels with the, you know, the, the workout rooms and the spas and the, and the restaurants and whatnot. It's, it's clear Las Vegas can provide all that Toronto making a strong bid. And And we've kind of figured out that when it comes to figuring out which city is going to host this, uh, it, based on cost and logistics, a Canadian city is going to probably be more cost efficient when it comes to this. Now, Las Vegas obviously can provide all that cost wise, maybe a little bit difficult, but I think it, at the end of the day, Las Vegas will still be one of those cities. I, I, I firmly believe that despite these COVID cases, Vegas just has the amenities ready. They have the ice sheets available. They have the venues ready. They can make it work, and they have the hotels where they can you know, line everybody up, and it'll be more convenient for everyone involved. And there will be a Canadian market one way or the other. I still think it might be Vancouver. If it is Toronto, um, I think it's going to work in the way that the league wants it to as far as having uh, the Western Conference go to a different city. So if it were to be, say, Las Vegas and Toronto, you would pretty much ensure that the Golden Knights would play in Toronto with the Western Conference playing in Toronto, while the Eastern Conference would be playing in Las Vegas to avoid the Maple Leafs having any sort of, quote-unquote, home ice advantage. Um, When that announcement comes, who knows? Because we thought that the announcement was going to be coming on Monday. That has clearly been pushed back. There's still, I think, a little bit more... Uh, really more evaluating the bids, more uh, evaluating the situation as a whole, as far as the whole restart of this entire thing. And who knows, we could, by the time this podcast goes up, we'll probably have an announcement at some point, uh, probably in the daytime, probably it's either going to it watch. It'll be either today. If it's not going to be today, it's probably going to be Friday. No one, no one, our luck. When it does happen, we're probably going to do an emergency pod, and then at least by that point, uh, we will have a firm idea as to what they want to do. Now, the NHL is planning on ramping up and going into Phase 3 as far as training camps going and whatnot sometime in early July. Now, if they really want to get this going, they're going to have to make a decision at some point. But when, when that announcement comes, who knows? And I think... Given the current state of the country, it is it is a little bit risky, knowing that what we've seen, especially here in Las Vegas, and what we've seen across, or really across the country right now, there it's it's not. I I want to choose my words carefully here. It it is a little bit worrisome that I think the moment that the general public caught wind of, Oh, Hey, things are starting to loosen up. We can go ahead and, you know, be, you know, we can live, we can live free and whatnot. No, it doesn't work that way. I mean, Disneyland has now had to postpone its opening. Like it had a July 17th slide opening. Now it's had to push it back because of the spike in COVID in California. It it just, everything is, just wear your masks, people. <laughs> if you want things to go back to normal, just wear your mask. Again, if you don't want to wear your mask, that's your choice. But if you want things to go back to normal, at least consider wearing it. Again, I'm not going to berate you if you don't. 
and don't berate me for choosing to just, just keep that in mind. That's all I'm saying. But like I said, when that, when that announcement comes, who knows, but here's a better announcement for you. Bill Barr is delicious and everything is 50% off right now. Yes. Bill Barr. We talked a little bit about it on Monday. It is the complete opposite of everything you know about an energy bar. What bar do you know is covered completely in chocolate and tastes delicious? Exactly my point. 16 flavors, 8 with nuts, 8 without nuts. How popular is this right now? When you look at the Built Bar website, which is builtbar.com, some flavors are completely sold out because they're so good. And in fact, like I said, 50% off right now. Everything must go 50% off right now. No, they're not going out of business, but right now, given these times, if you want to get Built Bar, you might as well. I mean, you can stock up on some of these really good flavors. I mean, there's German chocolate cake, for example. Like, come on, who puts German chocolate cake in an energy bar and it tastes really good? And then there's, of course, my favorite, orange chocolate cream. So dang good. Like I said, boxes are 50% off right now, and you can get an extra $10 off when you enter the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout, all one word. Lose or maintain weight. All while having a great treat. The bars are low on calories and sugar, but are high on protein. Go to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, and take advantage of that great deal. Again, 50% off right now, and you get an extra $10 off when you enter that promo code. You cannot beat that. All right. Now, as I look back on Monday, we did not actually talk actual Golden Knights stuff, which is... Weird, because there's been a lot of Golden Knight stuff that's been happening. And I'll eventually trickle through each bit of news that comes our way in in terms of getting us back on track when it comes to the Golden Knights. But I figured today, I wanted to kind of make a projection of what the roster is going to look like when things get back up and running. Now, the Golden Knights are going to be playing in the round robin with the Dallas Stars, the Colorado Avalanche, and the St. Louis Blues when play resumes. Now, the four team, those four teams will play three games in the round robin to determine the seeding for the actual field of 16 that is designated for the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Golden Knights right now are in third based on points percentage. Now, if they go, say, two and one, and, you know, they beat, you know, Colorado, they beat St. Louis, and they lose to Dallas, for example, Vegas could very well be the number one seed in the Western Conference by the time this all gets up. Now, they're going to reseed after each round, which I think is kind of interesting, but there is a chance the Golden Knights could be the number one seed in the Western Conference should they run through this round, Robin, at least a 3-0, and and that would be huge depending on the opponent, which you know I think at some point, either this week or next week, We'll kind of break down the Western Conference matchups and kind of see what works best for Vegas in that scenario. Uh, so based on the reports from Sportsnet and based on reports from that I've seen elsewhere, uh, teams will be able to carry up to 28 players on the roster when this resumes. Now, that does not include goalies. Teams can carry unlimited goalies, but that counts toward uh, the total traveling party of which you can have when your team is traveling from one city to the other or is establishing its roots at the hotel or wherever they're going to be at. So they have to keep in mind, you know, how many goalies can we really carry? Can we carry more than four? Is that even possible? But the goalies will not really count toward 
uh, your total roster limit. So I've gone through it, and I've decided to go through with forwards and defensemen, and then given a projected lineup. Now, some of these might be a little bit shocking. Some of them might not be, and one of the, and there are going to be a couple of emissions from this group that maybe a lot of people are like, well, maybe we probably should keep this player over this player, or at least this player with this player, but take this player out. So there is that possibility that there are going to be some players that are like, why are they there? But this is who I think, as I hit my chair and my microphone all at the same time, that takes so much skill, ladies and gentlemen, you have no idea. Uh, (laughs) So I'm going to go through the forwards first, and then the defensemen, and then the goalies, and then we'll give a projected lineup. So the forwards, we pretty much know who it'll be at the top. It'll be Mark Stone, William Carlson, Max Pacioretty, Jonathan Marchessault, Riley Smith, Paul Stasny, Nick Cousins, Chandler Stevenson, Alex Tuck, Nick Waugh, William Carrier, Ryan Reeves. And that, that's your 12. Those are your 12 forwards right there that would be considered starting. And then your scratches or your, your insert A if you want to whenever. Tomas Nosek, uh, Brandon Peary, Patrick Brown, King Colsar. And the one that I have listed on here over, say, a Gage Quinney that I think is going to raise a little bit of eyebrows is Lucas Elvinez. Now, Elvinez was the leading, the highest scoring rookie at the time in the AHL before the AHL season was eventually canceled. Elvinez is considered at this point one of the top prospects in the Golden Knights system. And if the Golden Knights wanted to really get the most out of their young Swedish potential star, get him some run with the NHL club. And if he gets to play one, hopefully it doesn't come to that Two, I mean, he is someone that is so gifted offensively that you want to at least give a look at now, no disrespect to Gage Quinney, uh, no disrespect to say like a Curtis McKenzie, just, you already are pretty stocked with the guys that have already reached their point at the NHL level. If you're going to have one young guy, because the one young guy you do want there is not going to be available. And of course I'm talking about Cody glass. Why not get Luca Lucas Elvin as a shot? I think it would be great for him. It'd be great experience. And it would get him a, if the return to play were to be in Las Vegas, at least get him acclimated to Southern Nevada before he officially comes here full-time when the Henderson Silver Knights begin playing next year. So those are my forwards. Stone, Carlson, Pacioretty, Marshall, Smith, Stasny, Cousins, Stevenson, Tuck, Waugh, Carrier, Reeves, Nosek, Peary, Brown, Colsar, Elvinez. Now, if I do the math correctly, that's 13, 14, 15, 16, that's 17 forwards. Defensemen, we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 defensemen, 17 forwards. So the defensemen, pretty much a lock as well. Brady McNabb, Nate Schmidt, Alec Martinez, Shea Theodore, Nick Holden, Zach Whitecloud, Derek England, uh, John Merrill, Jake Bischoff, Nick Haig, and Jimmy Schultz. Now, I think when you get up to Merrill, it's pretty much an understanding because since they're already carrying England and Merrill on the roster, it makes sense to just add, keep those two in there and then 45, 14, and four. Now, going through the other emissions, I 
I was going to leave it off at Nick Haig and go with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I was going to go 10 defense, maybe 18 forwards. Um, I left off Valentin Zikov, which is one of the guys that I think is another person that I think a lot of people go, well, kind of surprised he did. To me, when it comes to Zikov, it's one of those situations where I still don't even think he should be a part of the organization. Like, he just is not fit to be on this team and contribute in any capacity, whether it's an extra body, whether it's even just as someone to carry on the roster. Valentin Zikov should not even be associated with the Golden Knights roster. And as a result of that, I just don't see any reason why you carry him on there. Because if you really think that Valentin Zikov should be on the roster, then you're saying he's got a better chance of making the, the starting 12 over the likes of a Tomas Nosek or the likes of a Brandon Peary, even the likes of a Keegan Colsar or a Patrick Brown. To me, no, because there's no spot for Zikov, like say on a on a fourth line, if you wanted to get you want to get uh, sit Reeves or Carrier for a day, you can throw any one of those other names that I mentioned as a replacement for a day, and you're not missing much. Zikov just does not fit. And especially now with the Golden Knights being as healthy as they are, what purpose does Valentin Zikov have? He doesn't have a purpose. So don't even bring him up. Keep him on the uh, quote-unquote the AHL roster until his contract runs up, and then you're fine. But I have the young guys, Haig and Schultz, as my last two defensemen. Obviously, Nick Haig, uh, I think, improved as time went on on the NHL roster. I think he still needs a little bit more grooming in the AHL before he becomes a full-time NHL defenseman next year. It's going to be very tough. I think for him to crack the roster, knowing you have an established top four, but if you think that he can challenge Nick Holden for that third pairing spot to be with Zach Whitecloud, I don't see how that could be a problem, but it is going to be tough for him to crack the NHL roster. Jimmy Schultz, uh, made the team out of camp, whether it be hooked by crook. Um, not sure how much you actually think you're going to get out of him outside of learning from the likes of England or Merrill. Uh, same goes with Jake Bischoff and Bischoff was one of the more consistent defensemen in his time with the NHL club earlier this season. So those I think are at least those last three Bischoff, Haig and Schultz. Those are three that are going to benefit greatly from even being a part of the NHL club. And I think that given the fact that, you know, there could be, there could come a time where maybe holding it's banged up and you want to put a young guy out there that, you know, is capable of making plays. I mean, I don't see any reason why that wouldn't work. So those are my, I keep losing count, uh, 17 forwards and 11 defensemen. So that's my 28. And then the goalies, Pretty self-explanatory. Flurry, Leonard, uh, Dansk, and Sparks. Now, it's going to be good to carry those four goalies because then at least you can give enough rest throughout the throughout the round robin and throughout the playoffs for Flurry and Leonard. And especially, especially considering the fact that one of those goalies is going to get two of those games, it's going to be very beneficial to get one of those guys rest, so to speak. Uh, the projected lineup, I think. You can really make a case for anywhere on the bottom six that would that would fit. 
Uh, top six, I think, is self-explanatory. Pacioretty was Carlson centering and Stone on the right. And then on the left, it's uh, Smith, Stasny, Marshall. Third line, I have Stevenson, Wah, Tuck. You can't really go wrong with either or. You could put, um, if you want to, you can put Wah on the left and Stevenson in the middle. You can put Stevenson in the middle and let Wah be the playmaking center that he has shown flashes of being. All in all, the only thing that you need to remember about that third line is that Alex Tuck is healthy. And if he can play at the way that Alex Tuck is capable of, that is a very good top nine. But I think you can interchange a couple of players here and there. If you wanted to, you could put Wall on the fourth line, either at center or wing. You could even move William Carrier up um, because of his play and how well he's played uh, or how well he played before the pause. You can move him up to the third line if you want and have him with Tuck. And I think that'd be a great four checking third line. And then you can move, like, say, Stevenson to the fourth line if you want to. But Stevenson's been so good as a third line option. You don't want to do anything uh, to really qualm or disrupt that chemistry. Um, But then the fourth line, I have Carrier, Cousins, and Reeves, which, I mean, the way Nick Cousins was playing before the pause, I think he has been one of those under, he was one of those underrated steals at the time of the pause. Uh, he's not going to be flashy, but he is going to be in your face. He's going to talk smack, and he would be someone who I think would be a very solid playmaker on that fourth line with Carrier and with the newly minted extension or extended Ryan Reeves. Defensively, uh, McNabb, Schmidt, um, Martinez, Theodore, and then Holden, Whitecloud. I, I think you roll with those six. Those were the six that you kept with throughout the... Ever since really Peter DeBoer took over, that's been the six that you've rolled with, and it's worked like a charm. I think you go from there, and then you got Flurry and Leonard, and of course, you interchange the two. So whatever you decide to go with, if you're Vegas, I think that's one of the key, that's one of the good things about knowing the depth that you have in this organization where you can put so many interchanging parts on this lineup. Like I said, you can throw so many combinations out in the wind when it comes to that third and fourth line that it that it can really be scary. But if that bottom six is going to thrive, it is going to come down to the ability of Alex Tuck. And if he can stay healthy, uh, I mean, he was someone who I thought if the Golden Knights really could get any value at the trade deadline, if they really weren't certain that his health would permit maybe consider moving him at the deadline didn't happen obviously got hurt so that's probably another reason why he you couldn't do it but Alex Tuck is going to get a huge opportunity here he knows his role he knows where he's going to be if he can be the Alex Tuck that just a couple of years ago was this budding game-changing star that was in the making for the Golden Knights, they're in very good shape. If he can't, and you have to rely on the likes of a Stevenson or a Waugh to carry the load on the third line, it could be a little bit of an uphill battle. But overall, you look at the Golden Knights and you compare them to most of the teams in the Western Conference and you say, how can you not put them like one, two, or even... As as far as like one through what one through twelve in the West technically, how can you not look at this team and go, man, that should be without question one of the top three teams out of the twelve that are left in the Western Conference? They're loaded, they're healthy, they're stacked. 
if if all that can kind of go together in one one perfect storm, this team should be able to compete for the Stanley Cup. It, there's no question in my mind. Of course, it's going to come down to goaltending and which goalie is going to get the reps, which goalie is going to get them all important starts when the time permits. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see how that unfolds. But to me, you have so many good interchangeable parts and you have so many uh, potential X factors on this team. And I think at the end of the day, when you look at it, there's no reason why this team should not compete for a Stanley Cup, let alone at least get to the conference final, maybe even the final. So, I mean, take, take that what you will. The Lockdown Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Lockdown is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockdownPodcast.com backslash Black Lives Matter. All right, so that will probably do it for today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as far as trying to think of what else we can talk about to kind of fill out the day, uh, Friday, uh, we will be getting our first look at Lifeguard Arena, the new practice facility of the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, we will be getting a look at that. We'll be taking a tour of that. It should be a lot of fun to look at. I'll kind of, I'll probably come back on the pod, whether it be Monday or maybe a late Friday one to kind of go over what I thought about it and should be interesting to kind of give a guided tour to most media members during a pandemic, but we're here for, and we're going to see what happens. So that should be fun. Uh, in any event, uh, we're just going to keep rolling with what we hear news wise. I think that's, that's the most important thing. I think that's why at least keeping up with a three show model throughout the week, I think is going to be important. That way we at least caught up on news. If we have to do an emergency pod, we'll just come on and talk for 10, 15 minutes about what in the world is happening. And then we'll go from there. And I think that is the best way we can at least keep the show going. It it would be great if we can do five shows a week. It just does not seem logistically sound right now. Um, especially knowing that all of this could completely go away by the time uh, we hope that the season would resume. Who knows? Again, again, if you're hoping for that, just stay safe, keep your social distancing, wear your masks, and then hopefully everything will be all copacetic by the time the season starts. So not yet sure if we're going to do a show on Friday. I <coughs> Excuse me. Jeez. Good Lord. Uh, not sure if we're going to do a show yet on Friday. Um, I think, I think if we do get a decision again, all this is hindering on by the time this goes up and by the time this gets shared out, who knows the NHL could have come to a decision. The report could have been held out there and we could have a hub city announcement within the next 24, 48 hours. If that is the case, we w- I will be back Friday morning to discuss it. If it doesn't look like there's a lot of news, I think we'll just stick with probably just today's show, maybe a Saturday show. I, I think it just all depends on how everything how everything looks. And and again, I think I should probably just be more transparent like that with you guys. I don't know if we're going to do a show yet tomorrow. 
If we do, there will be a good reason why we do a show tomorrow. So that sounds good to you. That sounds good to me. And that is where we will leave this show today. So thank you all for downloading, sharing, listening, subscribing. All of that jazz is always greatly appreciated. And also, I know it's been a while since I've asked this. If you could leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, let's let me know how I'm doing. Let's me know how the show is doing. You can also send those reviews and comments to LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com. I'm usually good at getting back to those. And if you have any uh, questions you want me to answer on the air, those are always welcome as well. And uh, also, one more thing before we get out of here. Uh, make sure you are listening to the Locked On NHL National Show, hosted by Sarah Avampato, who has been doing a fantastic job throughout this whole time, finding great guests to get on the show, and always having very valid two cents about what's going on during the NHL's pause. She does a fantastic job. She did a fantastic job with the Lockdown Kings podcast. Give it a listen. Give it a follow. Make sure you go follow Sarah on Twitter as well. Um, always great stuff on the uh, on the Locked On NHL National Show. So with that, that'll do it for me today, everybody. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for uh, everything that you do to keep this podcast up and running each day. I think that's where I was going with that. Something like that. All right, guys, that'll do it for me. Thank you very much, and have a good Thursday. Until next time, I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. My goodness. Again, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, I cannot talk. And we're going to get that fixed at some point in the future. When it is, I don't know. But all I know is that I will talk to you next time, maybe tomorrow. Not sure. If not, maybe over the weekend. If not then, definitely Monday. Until then, have a good one. (laughs) 